One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Thank you so much for joining us on the Holderness Family Podcast. Okay, so we've never done this before, but we had such a meaningful experience with today's guest that you're going to get some of him now, and then you're going to get some of him next week. And it's not like leftovers. It's no. like new stuff. No, new stuff. <laughs> like part one and part two. So today's part one of our conversation with Ian Morgan Cron. First, a reminder to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Leaving a review helps other people find us. And then we can read them. We got a recent review from Alb49. Exclamation point. I know. She, she he really wants us to. Alb49. That's how I'm reading that. It's, <laughs> it's in all caps. Yeah. And there's an exclamation point. Do you want to read it? There? Sure. <laughs> Always loved your videos. So I listened to your audio book and now a podcast. Yes, please. You are vulnerable and share so much of your relatable personal experiences. You have great insights that make me evaluate my own thoughts and actions. I can absolutely say you two have helped me be a better person for myself and others. Thanks from the heart. Well, that's really just very sweet. Alp 49. Like, we, like, thank you so much. Listen, that, that's what we're trying to do. And we try to bring in people who can help us do it as well. And boy, oh boy, do we have that. I'm sorry. I know I keep teasing. We got other stuff. Yeah. So um, a quick reminder that we still have our regular Tuesday podcast. You're hearing this as it's released on a Tuesday. We do have bonus shows on our podcast Thursdays slash Fridays. We haven't we don't know the rhythm yet where we are recapping our adventure on The Amazing Race. And yes, we are on season 33 of The Amazing Race. We have already recapped episodes one and two. You can find those by just going back. Hopefully, if you're not viewers of the show, you can follow along. We're trying to make them listenable for for all types. But if you're if you're watching the show along with us to see our journey, we'll it's be a nice add on. It's, it's a nice add on. Yeah. And I hope, and no spoilers. There are no spoilers. Well, we can't do spoilers. We'll get sued. Yeah. Um, it would, and it is, you're going to hear today's podcast and you're going to be like, wow, how did Kim go on such an anxiety provoking show? We have a lot of notes of people who are like, I can't watch this. I have to wait to watch your recap first to know what happened to then go back and watch it because, and that's honestly how I have to watch a lot of shows. So anyway. But you're also going to ask yourself after this podcast, how I was able to like shut up and leave Kim alone when she's having issues. Um, issues. Which, well, uh, we were feeling a lot. So yeah. this, the, in this podcast, I will say 
we felt a lot of things we got to talk pretty openly about some stuff we haven't talked about before so and i think it's just because of our guests natural he's uh, good he's good he's good i mean he's been, and he's very open about what's happened in his life particularly in the new book that he wrote and his name is ian morgan cron he's an enneagram expert that's probably the the shortest way to explain it but it, there's so much more depth to it and kim and i have taken the enneagram journey we've talked to multiple people about it and what it means it is kind of this giant fluid moving breathing thing it's an ancient personality typing system that identifies nine types of people and how they relate to one another in the world. It's a powerful tool for understanding why we behave the way we do and how our personalities are powerfully influenced by our motivations. Yeah, Ian Morgan Cron has written a new book called The Story of You. It's a practical guide to rethinking your story and using Enneagram to change it. He hopes to free your mind from the self-defeating messages that you learned in childhood and it's all about stories. So he got to the bottom of both of our stories. And I, I'm, we're, we're recording this after the interview was done. This was an emotional roller coaster for both of us and really, really eye opening. So I hope you can make it all the way through. And we do. I, it, it does start a little bit. Of, <laughs> it gets a little selfish. We talk about ourselves, but we do go through each type of Enneagram. And I think what that's valuable because, yes, I identify as an Enneagram one pen is a seven, but it's important to know the people in our lives and where their strengths, weaknesses, motivations and stories come from. So here we go with part one of our interview with Ian Morgan Cry. Welcome to our podcast, Ian Morgan Cron. Hello. You got an Oprah intro. <laughs> How are you, man? We had so much fun being on your podcast. It was a blast. It was very revealing. And we have since taken some time to get to know the Enneagram universe a little bit more. And so that's why we wanted to, to have a chance to like revisit with you. Hooray, man. I've been looking forward to this. I have to say, and I've told this and I've, I've quoted it several times when <laughs> I found out I was an Enneagram one, which previously had been branded by Everett and is the perfectionist, the perfectionist. I was like, no, I'm not. Which is exactly what a perfectionist would do. <laughs> I am not a perfectionist. Um, and so this, this happened all on, on Ian's turf. We were on his podcast and we, we all had a good laugh about it. And so he's got this new, this new book out. And in the new book, he has actually rebranded type one Enneagram from perfectionist to, which I think is perfect, the improver. <laughs> what led you to do that? It was because people like Kim hated the name perfectionist. <laughs> because I don't, I don't, I'm not perfect. Look, I haven't even showered today. So how could that be perfect? Yes. But the improver, I, well, you, I, I you, love. Okay. You look perfectly unshowered though. Yeah, she does. She, and that's the whole thing. She knows look she looks good. good. Yeah. I'm wearing a hat. Okay, so we're going to really make an effort to not make this all about us in a personal counseling Oh, I want to make it all about us. Because I want this to be impactful and talk about your new book and how it pertains to everybody. Yep. The book is called The Story of You. I'm sorry I didn't say it earlier, but it's uh, what I'm really excited about is how it it goes from just talking about types to talking about origin stories. And as a fan of like comic books and Marvel, I love hearing about how the origin story really like puts you in a certain mold that you have to either accept or try to get out of. So are we born into our Enneagram type or are does your childhood, does, does that shape it? So nature versus nurture. Talk to us, Goose. <laughs> well, I mean, the answer is yes. 
<laughs> in as much as in as much as we know, in so much as we know, you know, certainly we are born with a temperament, a disposition. You know, I think about my own children. I had one that came into the world. She's an Enneagram eight, the challenger. I mean, she just came into the world kind of angry. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> just aggressive. Angry is not the word aggressive. Right. I have another child who's a nine, the peacemaker, and she came into the world like the Dalai Lama. I mean, she just lay in your arms, just so, so quiet and serene. And then I have a seven pen, oh, yeah. uh, the, the enthusiast. And, uh, you know, you know how people say that uh, in the first four weeks, if you see a baby smile, it's probably gas. Yeah. Right. You, you know that yeah. it's like not with this kid. He just came in laughing, yeah. just laughing. So there's a there's a temperament. There's a disposition. But there's also all of these forces, family, culture, friends could be experiences that we have for good or for, you know, for ill. All these things, you know, come together to make a personality, right? But we don't know percentages, like how much of is it nature? How much is it nurture? Maybe it's different for everybody. I don't know. But let's face it, I mean, the human personality, when you get down to it, is also kind of mysterious. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So the book starts with your origin story. And it starts in uh, what, what sounded like AA or some, some sort of derivative of a substance abuse place where mm-hmm. you started a relationship with someone who got you to come out and tell your story. How did that yes. shape your Enneagram type? And, and tell, tell our audience a little bit about all that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, in many decades ago, I had an alcohol and prescription drug issue in my life addiction i ended up in a 12-step recovery program for people seeking to you know come into recovery and i had this 70 year old sponsor and he was an analyst a Jungian analyst and an episcopal priest a deeply spiritual uh, and educated guy very kind one night he asked me to give my story at what's called a speaker meeting. And there was like 200 people there. I'm in my twenties. I've only been sober for three months. I'm terrified. And I get up and I talk about my childhood 
how I, you know, how that kind of shaped my addiction journey and then how I ended up in this program and what my life has been like since. Right. And at the end of it, he asked me just the most amazing question after hearing me tell this story that was pretty dramatic and sad and full of, you know, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, you know, in an alcoholic family. And he, he looked at me and he said, Ian, do you ever wonder if you're living in the wrong story? And I was like, what? And I have carried that question with me my whole life. And then when I learned the Enneagram, it really blossomed the whole idea of living in broken stories that we tell ourselves about who we are, about our value, about our worth, about our place in the world, and just how powerful those are and how we get stuck in old childhood stories and how we can rewrite new, generative, life-giving adult stories. I'm fascinated by this because can you really, as a perfectionist, I'm coming at you with this question, rewrite your story because I would love to, I would really love to, but it, it feels, I, I feel stuck pretty often with that. Mm-hmm. So we can't change the facts, right? The, the facts of what happened to us, what we experienced in the past, we can't change those, but we can change our relationship to those facts. We can change how we interpret those facts in, in this day. So if I had to write a memoir about my early childhood up until, let's say, age 15, I would have titled it Lost Boy because I was lost. <laughs> I was raising myself. I always tell people I had a feral childhood. You know, it, it was it was kind of like, uh, you know, running with wolves. But as I got older, I would I would give my name now the name of my memoir or my own personal story, Redeemed Man, mm, okay. because it's. I've come to understand that all of those experiences, as bad as they were, as difficult as they were, have crafted me into the man that I am today. And and that's a caring, empathic, compassionate, funny, imaginative writer who has dedicated his life to helping other people make sense of what they went through as kids. And so my relationship to that old story, it's the old story's gone. I'm in, I'm in a whole new story now as a result of really going through the work that I describe in my new book, The Story of You. So here's what's fascinating about all of this. We should probably go back and maybe do like quick snapshots of these nine types. First of all, it is interesting that so many people, including Ian, have been able to 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 take 10 billion people and put them in nine buckets. I always think that's fascinating. And I, and that is why sometimes you're, you're little parts of different types, but really for a long time, this has been about these nine Enneagram types and the snapshots. There's a perfectionist, a helper, a performer, a romantic, an investigator, a loyalist, an enthusiast, a challenger, and a peacemaker. What makes this book different is there's a little bit that we ran into about 20 pages in that instead of giving those snapshots, it gives you this list of, I don't know what to call it, but you can maybe help me out here. I don't know if it's limitations or just like contributing factors to how you got this way. And it was very, very eye-opening when I read that because it's like, oh, that does sound like me. Mm. Yeah. So in the story of you, I describe how all of us invent self-defeating stories in childhood that cause us serious problems in adulthood. Uh, and the good news is that the, with the using the Enneagram, we can 
reauthor our old self-sabotaging stories that we tell ourselves about who we are and how we think the world works. We can free ourselves from the, the tyranny of unconscious childhood messages that we pick up and internalize as little people. We can break free of the false beliefs that we tend to hold on to and overcome the patterns of behavior that our broken stories produce. Yeah, I will say for Penn, who's a seven, that this little snippet says the self-limiting narrative of the seven arises from their unconscious belief that painful emotions, thoughts or situations must be avoided at all costs. Push them way down. Charming, intelligent, (laughs) entertaining, future focused, optimistic and adventurous. Sevens are afraid of being trapped in negative feelings from which they can't escape. I when I read that, I was like, though. That is who my husband continues to be. He does not. Here's the thing, Ian. I don't cry enough well, for Kim. He, no, 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 no. But let's just, I mean, people who listen to this podcast know both of Penn's parents have Alzheimer's. They both mm. live in assisted living. We, you know, we go to visit them and his mother's nonverbal. She, there's a connection there, but there's not, I mean, there's nothing that it's hard. It's, it is, I leave every time. A devastated mess yeah. because mm-hmm. these beautiful, impactful, gorgeous humans. And then like the shell of who they are. And Penn's like, that was great. My dad recognized me today. And then he's like, what are we getting for lunch? He moving just won't. And, but then, so he does not feel a need to rewrite this story. So why do you think that everybody should be owning that part and rewriting? Because this kid, he is loving this Teflon pan of <laughs> of the soul <laughs> teflon pan of the soul that's that's your next book i mean right there ian take it run with it all right so first of all i love sevens um but i want sevens to like as with all types to grow up and really that will include kind of giving up what i sometimes call toxic positivity oh and <laughs> oh, <laughs> go on. I have never heard of positivity as toxic, and I cannot wait to hear the rest of this. Well, t- positivity becomes toxic when it glazes over the hard facts of reality and when it attempts to bypass the feelings uh, that come with the hard reality of life. And for you, that might include grief, some sadness around the loss of your parents. It, 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 you know, and grief is a very difficult emotion, perhaps I think the most difficult human emotion, because it makes us feel so powerless. Mm-hmm. Part of the journey for sevens is realizing, because as, as kids, I think sevens pick up the message that if I end up having these painful feelings, and, and get, that I'm going to get stuck. And I'm never going to be able to get out of them, because there's just not going to be someone there to support me, right? And so I'm I'm going to retreat. I'm going to create Neverland and I'm going to retreat into my imagination and sort of uh, live very future oriented, not think about the past, not stay in the present moment where mom and dad are. Yeah. Right. And, and sort of now, why is that important? Well, Penn, what, how do people become deep human beings? Are you asking rhetorically or okay? Yeah. I mean, suffering. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's now that's not going to negate how beautiful your joy is. I never want you to lose that, but I want it to come into balance so that you can allow difficulties to uh, 
make you a more well-rounded person and have access to the full range of emotions, not just the happy ones, but all of your emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I, two things, two, two responses. First of all, that was beautifully put. And thank you. See, I'm being positive about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite TV shows of all time is Parks and Recreation. And there's a character on that show. He's giving a thumbs up, guys. So Ian's seen this. So Chris Traeger is like, he's type seven, right? The guy who Rob Lowe plays. And he is constantly upbeat, but very obviously hidden underneath that are layers of despair and oppression, <laughs> depression that he pushes down with like nutrition, therapy, and like ridiculous amounts of exercise. But he's always incredibly upbeat to other people. And it catches up with him in certain occasions and he just crashes. So that does happen to me. I want to. I want to be perfectly open. I, you're, you're, it doesn't happen as often as it happens to you, but it does happen. And I call them man periods, and they happen like <laughs> six or seven times a year. And the world just looks. Shitty. Sorry, you guys are gonna have to bleep that out, but I don't know a better way to describe it. All right. So that does happen to me. Here's the thing: with my parents, I went through what basically were three separate interventions which had to do with not, not necessarily alcohol, but like with the, the inability to face the facts that you cannot care for yourself with my parents, that, that was about two or three years of my life. And not necessarily, can we say, can we just be completely honest here? Yeah. Some of it was alcohol. Oh, it wasn't necessarily not about it either. It was the combination of dementia and, and substance abuse. It sucked. And so I had to do that. And, and kind of me and my brother had to kind of take the lead when it came to that. For both of my parents, we got them to a safe place. And the reward that we get is to watch them die as slowly as possible as slowly and painfully as possible, where every time you go to see them, they're a little worse than they were before. Okay. I'm saying all this out loud because I know that it's happening, but I can't go and see them and feel like every time I go and see them that they're dying a little more. It is an impossible trap for a, a type four to live in. So I, much like Chris Traeger, You're seven. I, sorry, sorry what I say? Four? Yeah. Sorry. I have no choice but to take some positivity out of these visits with them, but know that I am grieving inside. I, I, is it okay for me just to do that inside and not tell you guys about it? I mean, I guess I just did. Well, I, I want to sort of challenge some of your language here. I have no choice. Uh, you know, I can't. I just don't believe that. Okay. Um, I, I think you do have a choice. And uh, I, I think that, again, I, I don't think we have to get trapped in, you know, despair. Um, I think that, uh, what we can do is bring our whole self to the experience. And, and that means to uh, feel the feelings. This is very important for the seven. Like, let me give you an example of this. I'm a four, right? I'm the individualist. And, and I, um, I am exquisitely in tune with my own feelings. Exquisitely. One of the gifts of the four is empathy and compassion. I am very comfortable being in a situation. My mom's in assisted living. She has dementia. I am very comfortable sitting with my feelings in that space and then also letting them come through and move on. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly and what you're so, saying because I, I don't ever stay long enough. Like this is like really hitting the nail in the head, but go ahead. Right. And so just to sit with it and allow the, the, the discomfort, the sadness, the grief to have its way with you until it's done because sevens don't believe it's ever going to go away if they actually go there. 
Hmm. So, okay. I, but so help me with this, man. It's just like you, if you got a parent in assisted living, it is the longest goodbye anybody can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. It's, it really does challenge a lot of what you're, you're saying about sitting in the feelings. Cause I, I know I'm t- telling you I don't have a choice and that it's impossible, but how, like, how do you do it? How do you do it in that specific case when when the person who created you is like just just deteriorating, eroding, you know, like dunes at a beach every time you go out there? Well, first, Ben, let me just back up and say I'm really sorry that that's the situation that you find yourself in. And I think I have some inkling of an idea of what what that might be like for you. But then I would also say it's very important for sevens to stay in the present moment and not get out over their skis. You know, the moment they walk out of the assisted living place to just just default to this kind of level of positivity that is sort of beyond the pale, right? And so just learning to stay, stay with the feeling, stay with the feeling until, you know, I I have a son who's a seven and I always sort of say to him, you know, raising you is a little bit having a puppy on a leash. You know, it's like, I'm always kind of going, stay, stay, heal. You know what I mean? Cause it's like all over the place. Right. And let's just face it. You're, this is a very painful season of life. And part of the journey is going to be not knowing how to navigate it. And then being okay with the feeling of out of controlness, just the sense of like, I don't know how to do this. This is really hard. And I don't have answers. And this may be hard for years before it reaches its conclusion. And perhaps, I don't know what your spiritual ground is in your own life, but spirituality, I mean, for me, let's just talk about, you know, let's say in the 12-step sense of just believing that there is some higher intelligence that's personal and loving in the universe that will be there and support you, that Kim will be there to love you and support you as you go on this journey. And as they hold you and support you, create a container for you to be in which you're safe to have those feelings until such time as this particular part of your life's journey is over. Uh, What really hit me there, and I'm going to tell you this just so it helps with whatever, you know, with your relationship with your son, I think the most important thing you just said there was let yourself admit that you don't know what you're doing. Mm. that's uh i I didn't really think about that openly because i like to push my feelings deep deep down (laughs) deep deep down and uh and there is something about like how to you know when it's when you have to keep reinventing the relationship with your family and your parents if you can just admit that you don't know what you're doing maybe i mean i don't i don't know if i need it to wash over me every time i go there but uh i I probably should sit longer i mean I, i you know a lot of times I find myself when I'm over there saying, oh man, like they're not really feeling me right now. I'm just going to go and maybe mm. I should just stay longer. And I get that. Sometimes I get my mom on the phone and uh, we talk for about three minutes and it's okay. And then literally she starts singing, hello, Dolly. And That's that can awesome. go for 15 minutes. Okay. Now it's a little funny, but it's also like, I guess I can't stay here for, you know, she's not here. I'm here, I, you know, and yeah. I, I feel conflicted and it's difficult But you know what's helped me, and this would help any Enneagram 7, and this is part of maybe what you would look like in the new story of the 7, right? Which is, it's going to be hard to say to yourself, I'm powerless. I don't like being powerless. I know. 
I'm powerless. <laughs> I, I have no control yes, over this situation. <laughs> no, you don't. I know you're right. You're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And, right. Go ahead. And this is important. So I'm powerless. I have no control over this situation and I surrender. Right. I, I just simply surrender and, and give my parents over to uh, this perhaps loving uh, I don't care if you call it God, spirit, universe. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Right. It's just, I just, I, I give them over to the, the, the love, which is in our universe. And I will be with them until such time as they return to that great love. You just kind of used a little bit of language from another program that it seems like you're familiar with admitting that you're powerless, what? turning to a higher power. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's my 12 step program. Yeah. Um, it works. It works with it works with <laughs> parents with Alzheimer's. Okay. All right. I have been very selfish um, on this on this. And look, I no, I, I heard you. you. I'm I, not trying to change the subject. Um, I think you've helped a lot of people, Penn. I think in sharing your story, and Ian has helped guide you through that. So for that, um, you can just invoice us for whatever your therapy rates are, Ian. Um, yeah. We'll take that. But I think that for any enneagram, I think we could all benefit from sitting and feeling a little bit. And yeah. just, I love the analogy of the puppy of sit and stay, because <laughs> even as an improver, which is what I'm improving the perfectionist labels to be, my instinct is to just fix. So when we go visit his parents, I'm like, what could I fix? Does your mom need new shoes? Does she need new clothes? Like, I just want to fix, like it'll fix yes. it. If I, if I bring, you know, his favorite cookies or it'll fix it. And there's no fixing. There's just sitting and feeling. Mm. So I think that's helpful for any any of us to hear. Right. You know, I mean, I think a perfectionist, as I imagine it, would walk into the room, would start to think, okay, why, why haven't the orderlies changed these sheets? Oh, my gosh. Uh, why is, why, it, why why is why, the picture frame there? Like Because the, we have pictures. I'm like, why are they stacked like that? Mm. They need to be – he's going to hit that. He need to be over there. Like I'm immediately yes. – yeah. 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 You know, we all try to avoid pain, every single type. Do you want to run through the types for people who don't know? Absolutely. Thank, yeah. And thank you. And this is, and before we do this, I want to thank you again for making that all about me for 15 minutes. And scene for now. Okay. So I normally have a bit of a tough Teflon exterior when it comes to these sorts of things, but being able to get to some feelings that I needed to have, which are, man, I have to, I, I need to lean in at some point to how bad this sucks with my parents. Uh, the way that he presented that solution to me, uh, is going to change my life for the next several years. I believe just several years. You're only going to hang on to it for several years. I'm, I'm hoping, you know what I mean? I'm hoping that my parents make it several years. Um, dementia, it is a long goodbye. It, it sometimes it escalates very quickly. Um, I, I want to get the most, you know, let me put it this way. I want to get the most out of my time left with them. And I don't know if I've been doing that. And part of it was cause I, just like he said, I was just scared to kind of sit in the suck and he's so good at sitting in the suck. Yeah. It's his type. I'm not. Yeah. Just being up the whole, like an out, like the sit stay that was helpful even for me, even though I'm a feeling person, I feel all the things. Is it a coincidence that uh, you call me your golden retriever and he was telling me to <laughs> sit and stay? Exactly. But next week, you know, we're going to discuss all the Enneagram types. We're right. going to kind of go through the rest of them. And it's tough. This, this, 
I start feeling some stuff, which is why, honestly, we decided to break it up into two episodes because it was just, I think it would have just been a lot for you guys to hear all this stuff. So you can look forward to more of this for next week. If <laughs> no, but I feel like if, but here's my thing with this whole podcast, right? Here's my thing. I'm so curious to find out how to do life better. Yeah. And I think we're in, on this like adulting experience. There's no manual. Our parents did the very best and we have amazing parents who did the best they could, but nothing really prepares you. So I feel like if we find ways, if we find language that helps us navigate this really messy existence, mm-hmm. we need to share it. And I think we learned so much. And I'm excited for you guys to check out Ian's book, which you can check out. It's, all the links will be in everywhere. And to listen to next week. We will see you then. And until then, sit, sit stay, stay. And yeah, we'll be back. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.